listening to Let's Think On It, featuring Dr. Mark Westfall. Well, welcome to Let's Think On It. Today we have uh, Kathy Fournier, who is uh, Education Director at Birmingham Zoo, something thereabouts. I have a couple of co-thinkers today, Haley Ingram and Jeff Thomas. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Glad to uh, be here. By the look on your face, I got your title wrong, so correct me from the beginning. Right. I'm the Manager of School Programs. Manager of School Programs for the Birmingham Zoo. Correct. That, that job pays a lot more than the title you gave her. I gave, what did I, what did I say? No, you said director. Director. Ms. That would be a better pay grade, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. starting out <laughs> So, um, what is that, what does one in that position do? What is so, that? I will be in charge of all of the programs that happen with school groups. So field trips, school groups come on field trips. I will be responsible for making sure that the, those trips go well and that they, um, we have field experiences that, that teachers can choose for their kids, their students to go on and enhance the learning that goes on while they're there. Um, there is a program called Zoo School that works with seventh graders in Birmingham City. And so I'll be sort of the principal of that, if you will, uh, making sure that, that the curriculum for that is set and solid and um, adheres to standards uh, for that age grade. So Birmingham City Schools have a program where they send students to the zoo for like a class or a day? It's or? Uh, I believe it's four weeks, four days out of the week. So, and they do it for 28 weeks throughout the school. So that's, they have their work with seven schools. And so um, the kids would go to school Monday morning, get on a bus, come to the zoo, have zoo school all day, get on a bus, go back to their school um, for their end of the day activities or how they get home. Tuesday they come to the school, the they come to the zoo. Same class. student. So the same student students four come for four days, days of zoo school. Well, Correct. Get, tell me a little bit about zoo school. Um, well, so I don't actually start this position until May 23rd. <laughs> Sorry. So um, I haven't started oh, you, it yet. You're, you're saying your zoo position starts May Okay, so That's this correct. is a new position. It's a new position gotcha. for me. Um, and, and then, of course, when I start May 23rd, the school year is over for this year. And so I'll be... It's a perfect time to start. It's a perfect time to start because I've got to be looking for curriculum and, and working right. with yeah. the teachers that are already in place in the, in the department. Um, and we have to get ready for next year. Um, plus, just all the things, you know, Zoo's busy um, during the summer, so I'll be helping out a lot mm -hmm. with all the things going out in the summer with camps and the teen volunteers and, and all of that as well, but getting ready for the next school year. And then there's Zoo After School, so we go um, out to um, three schools in Fairfield, if Fairfield is still a city um, at this point. I haven't been keeping up with that, but, but we will go to Zoo After School programs, and so we'll take... Um, some of our programs to the to some of the students after school uh, for enrichment activities there as well. That is cool. Did you go to zoo in, when you were in school, Jeff? We had a llama at the park. <laughs> 
and you just go out there and say it spit on somebody. <laughs> that's, a, that's a no. Haley? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, did you, did you ever go to a zoo when you were in school? I mean, we went for field trips, but like having a curriculum specifically where you're leaving school to like learn as opposed to just frolicking through the zoo. Right, and, like, and that's that's changed different. a lot. Yeah. It has changed a lot. That's awesome. Um, it is possible that was in place when you were there, and, and maybe you knew you were taking part of it, maybe you didn't, and you may have learned more than you thought you were. You may have thought you were having fun. We hope that's certainly what happens when you go on these field trips, but we... You know, the, the zoo and museum education has really turned, um, you know, in the last 10 years mm-hmm. to really be more focused. Um, you know, teachers, field trips are not easy to take, and they're not easy to get permission to take from the mm-hmm. school administrators. And so they have to really show why going on this field trip is important mm-hmm. to the curriculum and, and that and the kids are going to learn something. So a lot of times they have to be aligned to specific standards that teachers have to teach anyway in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by going on a field trip, they might be able to hit some of those standards and take care of both. It's fun. It's an out-of-school experience, mm-hmm. but they're also showing that they're they're learning something mm-hmm. and covering things that need to be, you know, class time is, is pretty precious right now. And Getting time out of classes is, is often can be hard for st- for teachers. But what a great way to learn! I know. I mean, like, yeah, just like taking four days—that's awesome. Yeah, and, that and program I'm excited to get my teeth into and, and really learn about. That's it's a pretty established program, so I just have to I just have to learn it. I won't have yeah. to 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 do much to it to improve it. I just need to to learn it and see how it works. But yeah, that kind of in depth experience is is really great. Yeah, there is like I I interned with Birmingham Museum of Art, their education department, and it's it's kind of taken like a whole revision. Absolutely. And my background before the zoo is I worked at McWayne Science Center for mm-hmm. um, 15 years and um, you know, we really focused on, and in the 15 years it changed a lot, but and a lot of it now is focused, again, on for those school groups coming in, being able to, to hit those standards that they have to show that they're hitting um, in the classroom. And, and, and so we have to have a deeper experience when they come. So, yeah. Good so, for you. That's exciting. That is exciting. Awesome. So, and for our listeners, describe McWayne Science Center. What is that? Okay, so McWayne Science Center is really the Southeast's premier science center. Um, Really, um, kind of, we get, they got uh, students from all across the state of Alabama. Every county have visited. Uh, We get Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Florida, and Mississippi um, coming from field trips that far away. And what's Um, at the center? At the center, it's it's a it's a science center and, and an aquarium. So there are four floors of interactive exhibits. On the bottom level is uh, an aquarium. There is a shark and ray touch tank uh, and fresh and saltwater aquariums. And then on the first floor, kind of the typical physical science exhibit activities you would expect to see: pulley chairs, bed of nails, um, air pressure demos, magnet walls. There is also, on the second floor, is the Alabama Natural History area, and so dinosaurs from Alabama and sea monsters from Alabama, uh, and that's what's unique about it, is that there, everything there is are animals that, have, that lived in Alabama. Uh, and then uh, one year ago, uh, they opened uh, Itty Bitty Magic City, which is for birth to uh, kindergarten, to come and, and learn and play and learn through play, because that's really how they we all learn, but certainly at that age. 
And then on the third floor are classrooms and a traveling exhibit space. So they're able to bring in traveling exhibits that are created by other science centers. And so they rotate that on a regular basis. And there's also an IMAX theater. That's a mouthful. That's a lot. Well, that's a lot of stuff. And you were in charge of... So when I most recently left, right, so I left a few months ago, and when I left, I had been the vice president of education for six years, um, and prior to that, it held many other positions there. I actually started 17 years ago before we even opened, uh, before McWayne Science Center opened, as a part-time staff person that was developing educational programs for their World of Water exhibit. My background is marine biology. And so gotcha. when I moved to Birmingham, I wasn't sure what I was going to do and heard about McWayne Science Center and um, was lucky enough to get on there. So I started part-time, then I became the manager of the World of Water exhibit, um, and then manager of science education, director of science education, and then vice president of education. So you have been involved in this experiential learning, is what I call it, um, and for 17-plus years. And even longer than that with your degree and whatnot. Correct. And having children learn through experience, in my opinion, what I do is psychiatry all day, and child psychiatry in part, reaches a lot of kids who have difficulty learning through the traditional academic um, listen to a lecture, read a book, and then learn from that. And I, this is, what I'm hearing is is this is really expanding. I mean, they didn't have that when I was going through school. It sounds like when none of us were going through school. But what I'm hearing is that these museums, the zoos, and and the the art museums are expanding their education programs because schools are finding that experiential learning helps, and they're coming to these places as part of their curriculum. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I think everybody has started to really realize that. That unstructured time, if I were to ask you, um, you know, to maybe name your favorite experience from when you were a child, most of you are not going to say it was when I was sitting in my second grade classroom, or it wasn't when I was sitting in my, you know, eighth grade classroom learning algebra. That's probably not what you're going to say. You know, a lot of times it's a visit to the beach, it's um, a trip to the zoo. Um, for me, it was a dolphin show that I saw when I was six, and I've never wanted to be anything else but a marine biologist. Uh, you know, and so those and what experiential uh, experiences are a great name for that. That's what it is. In the biz, it's called informal science or informal education. So there's formal education. That's what happens in the classroom. And anything, whether it's in your backyard or at a zoo, is informal education. And so. Um, yeah, so those informal education experiences have really grabbed hold of people to really show that it's a great way to learn. Yeah. And so in some ways what is happening now in the classroom is mirroring a little bit more what we in zoos and museums have been doing all along, which is a little less structured and a little bit more student-guided um, and not so much teacher-led and letting the the individual lead their own learning and their own experience to that learning. Um, well, I like where we're going. Thanks for that intro to what you do. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a minute too. Let's think on it. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com or on the free BMR app. 
Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>